Hello, welcome back. This is Charles O'Neill with my co-host, Natalie O'Neill. Hello. And this is The Heat Wave. Hello. Where we want to discuss just everyday topics, lifestyles, relationships, just stuff that pertains to us and how our everyday day is just going. Yes, absolutely. So it's been quite a while since we've done our last episode. Life happens. Um, oh, Those wow. of you that t- tune in and have listened to any of our episodes know we're just as busy as the next family, the next uh, partnership. But um, we've had some interesting things happen. We actually uh, started a... Um, reconnection back to my homelands and um got a place back up in montana with the fort reservation so um and uh we're not zooming in there from today though because the temperature there has shifted it's winter time not really shifted it's just minus 56 degrees with the wind chill that's normal every year yeah it is i wouldn't know about normal every year but there is cold belts that come through and uh Makes me appreciate, though, that uh, how strong... Modern technology. Yes. We love modern technology. We do. We have heaters in our cars. It actually gives us a great appreciation for your ancestors. Yes. My ancestors. And yeah. people that you live with today. Absolutely. It really is. Um, and, um, you know, thinking about my answers being from uh, that way, being tribal people that lived off the land and lived in teepees and hunted buffalo for their way of living... Um, kind of wanted to also share that you had a, a cultural experience that really would tied into that. Oh, so what a life-changing cultural experience. Well, I'd like to talk to you guys a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, share, please. You know, we've, we've moved up there and people have welcomed us with open arms. Yes. And so I was actually gifted a, a buffalo tag, yeah. a bison tag. And so I was actually chosen as, you know, head of the family since I'm married to Natalie. Yeah. Um, I'm able to accept that tag. Yeah. And so I got to got to shoot a buffalo. Yeah, and um, so kind of backtrack a little bit. Our, I'm a part of the Fort Peck tribes, and we are um, our tribe. I won't take credit for it, but uh, our leaders were head of the game decades ago with uh, bringing the buffalo Tatanka, as we call them, back to our tribal lands um, and uh, have a ranch established. We're up to how many did uh, Robbie say there were now? Well, you have about thousand? a thousand. A thousand, yeah. But next year they're going to get another 200 from That's Yellowstone. Right. That's and right. And so they're coming in mm-hmm. at 200. So we have a, because of that and um, the way that, the, that it goes, every year our tribe holds a lottery. And if you're lucky enough to be a tribal member and you put in for the lottery and get chosen. And uh, we were lucky enough that our friends gifted us their their additional tag that they got lucky to do. And Charles, being um, a part of our our family, was able to uh, take the lead on that one. And uh, he's not really a... Well, tell him about well, your hunting let me, experience. Let me tell you my hunting experience. My hunting experience is zero. <laughs> <laughs> zero. Like, I'm telling you, I'm not the outdoorsy person. I'm yeah. not going out there. I'm not I'm not sitting in no uh, hut waiting for a deer to cross my path. I'm not doing that. Yeah. But since I was gifted this tag, I was very excited to partake in some of the outdoorsy things that they do up yeah. there. And so I, I really, really got into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, started learning about calibers of guns and uh, mm-hmm. started learning about, you know, what kind of weapon I'm going to need for this and yeah. long-range rifles and how close I'm going to be able to get to this thing so I don't miss because I have some very avid hunters, you know, over my back shoulder yes. criticizing everything I do. Well, I wouldn't say criticizing. I think hunting is its own special kind of culture, and uh, it's a really important part of Native culture, but just being yeah. in Montana. You know, most people do hunt. There's entire families that that's what they do, so you... Oh, I really took the experience, and I was I was really happy to be a, take part in this, yeah. and 
and do it the right way. And um, you've been invited to go deer hunting many times. As a matter of fact, from our, our uh, cousin Martin and uh, my uncle Wayne and them had invited you de- uh, quite a while ago. But yeah, I, about two decades ago. But they were the, the kids were were very jokey, young, yeah. immature, sure. and I didn't really didn't know if they liked me or not. But <laughs> I didn't want them to mistake me for Yogi the Bear or something like that and yes. shoot me like I, I got the biggest kill of my life. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not like <laughs> so I just always all. politely declined. Yeah, but since then, of course, you saw that you know everyone's very grown and. Um, we're really excited to teach you what they knew and learning about different calibers of guns and what you would need. And basically to take down a buffalo, our um, tribal ranch manager is um, an expert and he's been doing this. This is his life's work and passion. So you, they want to do it in the most humane and sustainable way. So you need a really, really large caliber gun. Um, and so that's important to kind of take note because you don't want the animal to suffer. Not only is it not good because it's a very spiritual being, um, and a part of our culture since time immemorial. Um, also it's just, um, the meat, I guess, has some issues if the animal, um, is suffers. So I guess it causes, it releases, you know, and we don't want that. And we don't want that because not only did we use, uh, we got the robe, we were using every part of it. Uh, and, uh, we definitely wanted the meat uh, for that. So, yeah. So it was pretty awesome. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of pounds of meat processed. Mm-hmm. Charles and I. Uh, yes, we've got about 475 pounds of meat out of that. Yeah. The animal is probably close to nine to a thousand pounds. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, take down weight. Mm-hmm. And so we have to, after, you know, it was gutted and insides were properly mm-hmm. preserved the way they needed yeah. to be. We, uh, we took the buffalo to the processing yeah. place and, they told me we'd get about about you know four hundred. Now, now keep in mind, had we really prepared and really wanted to go truly cultural, um, we did have uncles and cousins that were willing to actually help us cut it and process it, uh, really with our own knives and hands. But um, we took the modern route. <laughs> yes, we took it to the processor. <laughs> to the pro- to a professional. <laughs> took it to the experts. Yeah, to make sure that it was done in a way that we felt comfortable with. And also just... Uh, oh, we had, we almost had all hands on deck. We did. We, had, we told one person. They started rounding people up. We yeah. were up about nine people. And I'm like, hey, uh, guys, it's going to a plant. Processor. I got to get this meat vacuum sealed. Yeah, yeah. So we... Because uh, we had, you know, really hopes of it. And maybe, you know, God willing. And you never know down the road if we ever... Um, have a family member that's doing it that route we'll definitely offer to come in and um, probably be more in the way if we're just learning yeah. but you never know so be willing to help out if that happens again but uh, yeah it was really exciting um, it was really fun to watch Charles and I I took the smart route um, he jumped in the front truck with the ranch manager and my um, our uncle and cousin because uh, they were the ones that were with him and I jumped in the another vehicle with our friend who uh, also is an avid hunter and former um, military man sniper. So um, I got the other route, and uh, he got the over his shoulder criticizing every move. Yeah. And, and only that is the gun you did. In your fairness, the gun you, you well, had. Well, the, the gun I trained on for yeah. uh, for two, three weeks, uh, I was I was very comfortable with. Yeah. But, you know, we had to, we had we needed a higher caliber uh, rifle. Yeah. Uh, per, per the recommendation of yeah. the uh, ranch manager, which manager. is we understood. So he said, okay, so we had a family member that had one, so we had to uh, backtrack a little bit, go out and, and get only it. Only in back. Montana, if you really think about this, when can you just literally make a phone call and say, hey, who has the bigger gun? And within, yeah. what, 
30, 45 <laughs> minutes. Oh, yeah. Uh, another gun we, we shows had three, up. We had three people showing up, you know. <laughs> oh, I got it. I'll be out there. Or I got yeah. it. You got to come in and get it. Or yeah. I'm at work. And so yeah. it was It was no problem. It was just uh, we had to make sure we were prepared the way we needed to be. And, you know, we just had a slight overlook. But we got it fixed, and we were, we were on our way. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's uh, pretty cool to think about. So from a cultural experience and got to take the – you know, hide, we'll get that processed, um, have that as a family item that hopefully we can have for generations to come with our family. And if you were wondering, yes, we did get the head done also. We actually had a young man, he he, he was specialized in bleaching it to get it nice and white yeah. and uh, get all the, the stuff off of it. So we have yeah. the skull yeah. that's used and also the hooves are actually being used. Yeah. We had a, a family member ask for that. So yeah. he actually makes carrying bags out of them. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what uh, he uses them for. He'll be gifting them to whoever I'm sure uh, wanted them. But we did use most parts of it. I think um, the only parts that we really didn't um, take for this go-around were, like, the intestines. Uh, um, we, had, we donated those to the coyotes. Yeah, coyotes they got those, our them. relatives. <laughs> the, the coyotes got fed probably pretty good that night, so I think they're appreciative as well, so... Yeah, so that was that was interesting. But Montana is um, very remote. It's a very small town. Um, I think this is the first time I've ever lived in a small town since I was very young. Um, and for you, I know for sure. Is well, a I very thought I lived town. in a small town. No, you didn't. But it wasn't a small town because <laughs> yeah. obviously we had more than one stoplight. Yeah. We had a few restaurants. Yeah. And when I brought Couple Natalie there, <laughs> she said, this is a nice town. Yeah, I was like, that's a big city. Uh, we need a, yeah, I need, I need to really show you a a small town, and she did show me a small town. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been through some small towns that didn't even have a stoplight. <laughs> yeah, no, you have. So it's a wonderful so, part of that is so also... So you learn to appreciate where you're from. Yeah, and coming into a community like that, um, it's great because people really are excited to see new faces, right? Oh, yes. They oftentimes want to make you feel welcome, so they're very generous with you know whatever things they have to share or knowledge to share. So I think you got the full experience, and I think so many people were coming up to me while I was at the um, wellness center saying, oh, I saw your husband. I saw him doing this or that. And Yeah. Um, yeah. I think everybody saw me raking leaves out there one day, and so everybody knows me as the guy on the corner raking leaves, and so they yeah, all wave, and the house I get honked horns, and I'm just like, well, you do this in the city, and no one even notices you. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> but... House house needed to get, yeah. you know. Just doing some, some work around the house. Get you know, it all situated before. Fence fixing, you know. Yeah. Stuff that needed to be done. Make it, it habitable and also probably a little more secure from just anyone coming through. So, but um, no, it's been really cool. And uh, we'll share. I mean, there's um, multiple reasons for that return home that we can take a deeper dive in at another episode. But I think just uh, kind of sharing some of the journey and part of it was the big big buffalo uh, which i think is really was really awesome to see well that was one of the, the highlights and also one of the highlights of being up there we actually went to uh went to canada yeah. went to regina canada and yeah. i that was my first time up that way yeah. and that was really interesting because the image i had in canada of my head was the image of what's happening up there yeah i would encourage everybody to take a trip you know to, to, to the north yeah just just to just look around well, and see what's up there. and the funny thing is is we are our tribal nation is so far north Actually, my our people traversed across the border that really they didn't recognize the border until we were forced onto our reservation and made to do that because our ancestors used to you know live up there as well. And so uh, Regina, Canada really is our closest city if you think about it. Yeah, it really yeah, is. it is. It is. It's the closest major city. Yeah. Uh, 
about a two hundred miles. Yeah, two hundred miles. Two hundred miles U.S. Uh, kilometers wise. Now, of course, the interesting thing about Canada is you cannot drive very fast at all, even though it was wide open spaces, yes. beautiful straight highway. <laughs> beautiful. It's straighter than America. Beautiful, well cut yes. roads. But you're only gonna drive a hundred kilometers. Yeah. Which equals sixty miles an 60 hour. Sixty miles an hour. <laughs> so you know, it's technically only two hundred miles, but it takes you a little while to get there because you got to go nice and slow and steady. But you're getting some really good gas miles because you get this, you know, of course, I drive a uh, Ram truck you know, with the Hemi. So, you know, I'm getting excellent gas miles driving 60 miles an hour. Yes, you are. <laughs> so definitely need to do that. And, uh, um, you know, just like a lot of typical Americans and people that are very privileged to live the life we live, our first goal, one of them was to go to Costco so to see what they had in Costco, Canada. And um, it happened to be Black Friday, which I thought I did not think at all they would celebrate Black Friday. Did That's you? one thing that shocked me too, because yeah, do you know, Black Friday is just a, a holiday for everybody now yeah, because they had signs up for Black Friday, they yeah. had signs up in Costco, signs mm-hmm. up at the, and it went to actually a mall. They had yeah. signs, and I'm like, mm, you guys. Were you guys even off on Thanksgiving? Yeah. They I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. No, they don't, but they do celebrate Black Friday. But they found so. a way to, you know, market it to, you know, everybody else. So yeah. Black Friday was a, was a thing. Had sales and everything. Yeah, they did. So we had uh, checked out Costco, and I wanted you guys to kind of go around. And even though it was cold, be able to experience um, some of the international feel compared mm-hmm. to the rest of, like, for example, Montana. And I think you guys found there's a lot of people from East India. A lot of restaurants, Asian, uh, different types of Asian foods, um, more authentic for sure than what we get Uh in uh, the rest of Montana and probably even parts of Vegas, depending on what you tried. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of international feel for that. Mm -hmm. And for our Costco lovers out there, yes, they did have the hot dogs. They had hot dogs. dogs. They did. Uh, They had uh, fries with gravy on them. They called them poutine fries. We didn't try. Uh, They honestly, hmm, well, it had chicken strips too. It had chicken strips. Yeah, that was a delicacy that we just let Costco have for Canada because I really wasn't interested in doing that. We wanted uh, something a little more flavorful. I really highly told her no to it because I didn't want to be stuck in a car with her being sick eating gravy with fries. (laughs) Yeah, and cheese curds or something weird on them. Yes. No, not our thing, but hey, each to each his own and not not hating on the Costco in Regina, Canada. It was very nice. Everyone there was really nice, but. We'll stick to the international other foods we were looking forward to enjoying. So, mm-hmm. which we had some awesome good ones in the short time we were there. But yeah, so those two, I think, two highlights from just our recent journey. Um, and as we kind of expand and look at, you know, the whys, um, one of them being just closer to family. Um, for me, I grew up. Um, my parents moved us away from my homelands when I was really young, like elementary school, and so it was just a great opportunity. I've always wanted to go back and. Um, and there's a couple of really cool things happening with our tribe in terms of the health, um, the way that we look at our health system, try to revision a more modern but yet uh, sustainable system for all our people. So thankfully with my expertise, it's been something I look forward to doing. And then for us, just to be closer to some of the yeah. kids. And I didn't realize they had so many nieces, you know, yeah. and I understand it's easy for them to look at me and say, yeah. uncle. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a welcome thing, and it makes yeah. me feel good. And so, oh, I forgot to tell them, yeah. I d- was nominated, acts required to be a girls basketball coach. Yes, he was, <laughs> he was, and that was kind of a fun. Uh, but uh, but let me tell them how this happened first, because <laughs> you gotta realize my niece. Yes. Uh, which is your actual my, niece. my real niece, which yes. is my, your your brother's daughter. Yep. yep. 
had came to me and explained to me how they had no coach. Yep. They said, Uncle, you have to be our coach. If we don't have a coach, we don't have a season. Yeah. And so with me not working at the time, yeah. having all this abundance of time, kind of got the little puppy dog guys, yes. got the guilt face, and I was like, okay, I'll coach. Yeah. So I accepted this role. Yeah. Go to first day of practice. It's actually fourth and fifth. Fourth and fifth grade combined. Fourth and fifth grade combined. Girls basketball. It's really like, okay. nice person that's coaching. She just uh, was full transparent. She's a parent. Um, she coached other things, but not basketball. Yeah. And, and so kind of did it out of also the kindness the, of her the heart. The head coach was someone with no experience, yes, but she an was. excellent person. Yeah. Perfectly kind-hearted person. Yep. Will do everything she can. Her, her husband, power to her do husband's it. Her husband a coach, so she's been around a lot of coaching. Yeah. She just hasn't coached herself, not basketball. So she kind of got, like you said, got talked into it as well. So I show up to the first day of practice. All the girls are there excited. We, we started working yeah. on conditioning and ball handling. And I'm like, hmm, my niece isn't in here. Yes, your niece was okay, not Okay, maybe, maybe something's got to happen. I'm going to check yeah. on that a little later. But I couldn't, you know, couldn't can't stop that. the show. Yeah, got to keep going. Second day. More conditioning, yep. little ball handling, you know, trying to trying to put some plays in. Mm-hmm. But look around, Nisa isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> Day three, we start adding a little something else. Yeah. Nisa isn't there. Day four. So I was like, hey, where's my niece at? Uh-huh. You know, she's the one that got me out here. Yeah. She's not even here. Yes. Yes. That's very it, true. And so now all the girls were telling, hey, your uncle's our coach. How come you're not there? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I was sick. Oh, I yeah. can't. So now I'm getting a million excuses. She really didn't want to play. Yeah, she <laughs> does She's not a She's huge not fan an of athlete. Basketball. She didn't want to play. Well, I just think she didn't want to play basketball. I think there's yeah. a lot of pressure associated because a lot it's of a, family pressure. Yeah, a lot of family pressure. She knows that her auntie, me, uh, was a basketball star. Her dad, her other uncles, her grandpa. So I think there's a lot of pressure, and I don't blame her for that. But I think it would have been interesting to just hear the, you know, um, I'm just gonna skip out probably everything. Yeah. So she skipped out on <laughs> but me. But her other niece was there, and she was very excited too. Adley yes. was very. Oh yes. Very I had another niece there. Yes. You know, that was that was great. So just to let you know, I did not stop because she did not show up. But since yeah. I committed, I went and finished out their, their season. Yeah. Um, it was a short season. Very too. short season yep. because just there not very many teams to play. And mm-hmm. the teams they scheduled were, you know, they showed up and yeah. we took care of business. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hopefully uh, I'll get an opportunity next year. Yes. And I'll, we'll have more practices and yeah. a better outcome and more games. More games. It'll be fun. So hopefully you'll get a get a little more into it. But, yeah, no, I think it's cute. I think uh, we understand. I mean, we were um, both brought a different perspective when it came to sports, I think, for different reasons. And I don't ever push kids if they're truly not into it. Um, but it is good to, to – I think sports teaches a lot of life lessons. Um, but I don't think you should push someone if they absolutely just can't stand the idea of it because it's not going to end, end well for anyone yeah, so. and i was like if you want to do it okay let's do it but let's do the best we can at it but if you don't want to do it you know if you if you just like it you yeah. know well but if you if you love it i love it yeah, <laughs> you know and i'll and i'll be there every step of the way i'm not going to force you to do it just because your parents want you to do it but if yeah. you want if you want to do it let's do it yeah and i think we've evolved too i don't know when i was younger I think the f- idea of quote unquote forcing really didn't seem as bad to me, but having seen some of those outcomes now that I've, we've matured, I think we've matured as a family as well, understanding that if uh, someone's not into it, um, especially a contact sport like basketball, you really got to get into it. I mean, you can bounce or bounce, you know, get bounced or bounce people around if you're not careful. So basketball is, uh, is, is fun for those that are into it, but if you're not, it's not really worth the pressure. So. And it's been a long time since I've coached. 
and you know just just watching the evolution of the game is fun because if any coaches are out there anybody listening to me anybody watching mm-hmm. the, you know we got a, a million uh lebron james and steph curry's watch this three yeah, yeah. <laughs> But just to see the confidence in young girls, if yeah. we could just find a way to continue that through middle school into high yeah. school, you know, these, these, these young ladies are going to be great. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think that's one uh, crucial element you just identified with, like, coaching. And um, everybody, even coaches, uh, people that get into coaching, it's really hard to coach from a developmental age. That's the age I prefer. Yeah. But also, as a physical therapist, like I'm into movement and how do you teach movement, right? And we learn mm-hmm. about that like from day one of PT school. But it's easy to be a quote-unquote coach if you have all-stars. Yeah, if you have the best player, 14, you're a great coach. 15, 16, yeah. and they already know how to play the game. They know all the rules. It's really easy to do. Take a bunch of little girls, some of them we had on our team. Never right? even never even touched the basketball. Over 20 girls, and no, about 30 yeah. girls, and half of them had never really actually mm-hmm. played a game before outside of probably just being on the playground. And it's funny because our first practice, mm-hmm. okay, let's get on the baseline. They're looking at me like, what's yeah, the baseline? Exactly. And I was like, well, we got to start from before square one. Yeah. This is the baseline. This is yeah. the free throw line. This is. You know that square on the, that little paint on the yeah. backboard? That's the backboard. Yeah, that's, that's the square. square. Yeah, it is. You know, what are, what are your blocks down low? So we, we went through a bunch of just basic fundamentals and just you know the ones that were getting it were getting it the ones that weren't we just kept you know pounding it in their head well and just encouraging them because i think with the youtube generation and we're gonna i'm gonna show some bias now but um, these young kids all have access to their phones they'll have access to computers and they um, look at something on youtube and it looks really easy right because i can mm-hmm. watch it oh yeah that looks simple and and then boom i'm i must be able to master it like really quickly and then i realize that that person who made that clip probably practiced it a hundred times before they actually uh, went through it and um, they're going to have to practice something a hundred times and they get very, very frustrated or impatient really quickly. So. Yeah. They want it now. Yeah. They so should think, be able to do it now. Yeah. And I was like, no, you have to work on it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's good life lessons, but, um, but we will be um, continuing on that journey for um, reconnecting with the heritage, the family, um, future goals, got some really big things coming for um, the O'Neill family. Um, and it'll be exciting to kind of see, but in the meantime, um, we are uh, celebrated a, a new year. Uh, yes, we did. the new year back back here in Vegas with our neighbors and friends and um, had a great little holiday time to ourselves, which I think now that we're more, I don't know, established, I say, as a family or our kids are older, to me, that's just like the ultimate idea of holidays, right? It's just to spend it at home. When the kids were little, though, we used to travel all over the place. We used to go to your families, yeah, we used my to hit families. Everybody's, everybody's household. We had to yeah. be there. We had to really, get you know, dressed up, get dressed up, do all sorts of wait stuff. Wait for their time zone. Wait for their time frame. Now and we do it tiring. here, and uh, we we really enjoy it. Yeah. You know, you always wonder, are kids going to come back when, when yeah. they go to? I told you, yes, they're going to come back yeah. because we're the fun parents. Yeah. They love us. And plus, we have really good food. Well, <laughs> and we have traditions that they've established. And I think yeah. it's been, like, the biggest lesson for me has been um, watching them actually expect these traditions. I thought, well, they're older, especially Venture. And I thought, well, you know, some things he may not, you know, be into doing. And we've kind of started a few little traditions that I think they really, they actually do look forward to. Like, even this year, I was like, 
hmm, maybe we, because we came back in such a late morning, maybe we won't put a tree up this year. And the first thing Lily was like, oh, let's get the tree out, you know, and let's start putting it together. And she did almost all the work herself. So I think that's important to kind of see and for, um, you know, me to show Venture and Hannah, like, hey, here's all the ornaments that Venture's got from birth, like every year getting an ornament. And, you know, hopefully someday that'll be like for him to like, you know, take into his household. So mm -hmm. I think those little things are fun to see that, you know, little traditions we started that aren't necessarily uh, big extravagant gestures, but they look forward to it and they ask, they want to do certain things. You know, they already know I'm going to pick a corny family event for us to all go to, even though they're, you know, kind of grown. Yeah. And they still ask. I, I tried not to do it this year. And what did they say? Yeah, what are we going to do? Let's go to the pinball let's, museum. Let's, let's go. do yeah. something. We have to do something. We're <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, that's good though. You know, but it's, it's, it's awesome because they yeah. know we're going to do something. Yeah. They're dressed. They're ready to go. Yeah. And it's like a plan. It. Yeah, and they just like the plan and get it going, which I appreciate too. I think, um, but I don't think they realized when they were little, I was such a planner, right? I mean, I overplanned everything. I still catch myself with my FOMO, but yes, you they, do well, overplan yes. everything. I, hey, listen. So much. Yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> I said when they were little. Now, oh, I thought you were talking about now. Oh. Now it's like people are. You guys are still expecting. She's it. learned to relax. And when I don't have a time. plan, it's almost like what? Mom doesn't have a plan. What what's going on? So I think it's that's why cruise ships are so good. Yeah. They plan on everything for us. And if we don't, if we if we want to do it, we do it. If not, you know you know you can find yeah. me on a cruise ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, back to the holidays. That was nice. Oh yeah. Spending in a new year and uh, you know just spending it even where we live. You know we have such a great community um, here in Vegas. Just our little neighborhood. Everybody loves fireworks. We live in an area called the Ninth Island and has a lot of uh, Pacific Islanders in our car neighborhood and they love fireworks. Love, love fireworks. The best local fireworks, clearly, in our neighborhood. It's awesome to see. And then it doesn't take much to just cruise out towards, you know, a couple blocks over, and you can see the strip. Actually, you can walk literally outside of our um, one block over and see the whole thing, you know, the sphere, all of it from our neighborhood. But uh, we just enjoy spending it at home. So that's kind of new things yeah, for us. Yeah, kind of like my driveway on New Year's. Can't, yeah. get, can't get a can't ticket get in, Can't get a ticket there. You can't get a ticket. You don't have to worry about a taxi, Uber. You don't worry about dr drunk drivers or anything. You just can kind of spend it together. I, I always like that we do our best to spend New Year's together. Um, you know, as our kids, our family grows and they're older, whatever they choose to do is fine too. But I think we've kind of established that. We it was like actually kind of neat because even our daughter, we thought she was going to ditch us on New Year's because mm -hmm. we kind of, you know, we brought her back here and all her friends. But yeah. all her friends ended up over here. Yeah, they yeah. did. And I'm sure their parents are very grateful because they're like, oh, yeah. you can go over there. Oh, that's fine. Okay, yeah. have fun. Enjoy. Yeah, we'll cook, heat them <laughs> up, and they had a good time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, they did. They didn't make it to midnight, but that's okay because it was uh, a long day. But, yeah, very cool. Anything else you want to No, there's our, there's our quick update. We just want to let right. you guys know yeah. we're going to do a whole lot better about keeping these uh, yes. updates coming out a little yeah, bit quicker. Just having a good conversation. And we just want to make sure that, you know, you guys do have a good year, and we want to sign out and make sure we sign in quicker than we did last time yeah absolutely we'll share uh, more stories to come and this is uh the heat wave i'm natalie and i'm charles and i uh, hope you guys take care and we'll talk soon okay bye-bye <laughs>